Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, OTR, and with us is a special guest, first guest of season two. It is Dr. Taylor Fredrickson, a.k.a. Dr. Adonis, a.k.a. the man with the plan, family man, Taylor. How, how goes it, sir? Well, thank you both for having me, you know, on the podcast and Steve also to the guest room of your home down here in Spartanburg, checking out um, the way you live and it's going well so far. Yes, I came home from work and we both did more work and then we ate some chicken salads and now we're here and we're to fill you in. Now there are three Penn State slash Steelers fans on the podcast this week, so we will inevitably bitch about both of those teams for, I don't know, 15 to 17 minutes, I'm guessing. And we'll, we'll try to condense it for you, but no promises. Danny is also with us, as always. <laughs> yeah, I have the co-host. <laughs> D- Danny, you, you can or, or cannot um, elaborate on how you've been doing. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fucking wild a day and a half here for me. I'm exhausted, but we're but we're here. I don't need to delve into it. Well, let me delve into it. Motherfucking <laughs> my so not too long ago, my upstairs neighbor died and as they are clearing out his apartment and stuff, it was broken into and it was an ordeal getting the people out of the apartment because of like squatters laws and bullshit like that where you can't fucking evict people it's fucking wild it's been a wild day but it's all secured now we're good i uh had my gun my gun handy for a while just in case some shit went down but we're all we're all good it's been a wild fucking adventure but i'm ready i'm ready to go I'm ready to talk football i've dealt with enough bullshit that isn't football related nice and uh just to no, I'll save that for later. I was updating the records, which um, you might want to put your gun away so you don't shoot yourself in the head after hearing your record. Uh, moving moving forward, uh, another losing week for the Dan man, <laughs> unfortunately, and Jimmy too, but we, we all knew that was coming. Uh, let's get into the injury news. Oh, well, uh, before we get into injuries, I guess this is, counts as an emotional injury, Russell Wilson had a birthday bash this week, and a quote about half the team showed up from CBS Sports. You know, I'd imagine that was probably a gracious estimate. There's a 53-man roster. He's one of them. That leaves 52 people. So we can assume about 25 people at the most showed up to this uh, birthday bash. Uh, Bummer. And I doubt they played played any future so probably wasn't that good of a birthday party anyway unless Uh, sierra performed that's true she she may have um you think russell wilson's a cuck soy boy beta cuck i think he might be i don't know maybe sierra i'd be well if if that's what she wished but i wouldn't volunteer (laughs) to be sierra's cuck sure uh rihanna though yeah rihanna's a notch above fenty Okay, let's get into the physical injuries here. Um, not an injury. Again, I lied for the second time in a row. Deshaun Watson's back, uh, not from an injury, but from um, emotional and mental abuse of massage therapists and physical therapists. There is, um, there's no CEUs on what to do in that situation, so... Tough, tough, uh, tough look for Deshaun Watson going back to the Houston Texans. Houston's a plus seven underdog at home. Kind of like them. They're definitely a live dog. Definitely uh, in the teaser category to tease them up to 14. I think Deshaun Watson's going to struggle. He hasn't played with uh, this team ever. He's practiced with them for two and a half weeks, and this week was the only week he's gotten all the starting reps, and then he hasn't played football at all in two and a half years. So just from a physical standpoint, 
he's probably fine, but not not going to be up to game speed. Probably lower stamina too. Even uh, once once he gets hit a few times, uh, we'll start with uh, Taylor the guest. You got anything on Deshaun? Uh, I mean Deshaun Watson. He's a real piece of shit. Brown is the right color for this man. Uh, and the NFL, they know exactly what they're doing, right? An 11-game suspension, like, that just sounds wrong. You know, they couldn't make it 10, nice and even, let him come back against Tampa Bay. They want him to come back, go in to Houston, have all the storylines associated with it. So congratulations, NFL, you're putting on a spectacle. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be rusty. I mean, two years without playing any kind of football, let alone football at the NFL level. Um, and the last time we did see him in preseason, he did not look good. Um, and now he's coming in, minimal reps, minimal practice, almost no chemistry with his new teammates. I just, I just don't see it going too well. Um, you know, the, the Texans fans, that defense, I, I don't think they would ever be more motivated to take somebody's head off than they're going to be on Sunday. So we'll see how it goes. I agree from the standpoint of I think it'll be a slow start. Um, just with the time off and with uh, it, it reminds me of of when Tiger Woods came back. How you touched on how terrible he looked in the preseason, um, like when Tiger Woods came back from his scandal and couldn't hit a golf ball for a while. Just uh, you know, all the eyes on you, all that pressure on you, and people knowing your your deep, dark, creepy secrets. But uh, I think that I, my thought process was that the, it was going, going to be 12 games originally, and it was pushed back to 11 just to have it be Houston. Um, but it is it does bode well for the Browns that it, they do get Houston, like obviously the worst team in the league, as they're basically a warm-up game for Watson. But they're not really playing for the playoffs at this point anyways. Just kind of get them up to speed for next season basically is their, their mission at this point. Um, but I think, shit, what was I going to say? I had another thought there. All right, some somebody else jump in there. I forget what my last <laughs> thought was, but well, uh, we can we can always circle back to it. Everyone else on the Browns is fairly healthy. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. My bad. Let me jump in there. I don't. I don't think. Um, like I don't think it'll. I don't think the Houston's defense is gonna be looking at it quite like a revenge game. I kind of. I you know. I don't think. First of all, most of the team is different by now, and and you know, I don't think there's a lot of bad blood between him and the team so i I definitely the fans i'm sure will have a have a little bit of booing to do but i don't think uh i don't see the texans team physically being like that motivated uh yeah well no i disagree i think the texans are motivated to to win this game just because of what he put there franchise through and like if he didn't what wasn't a big piece of shit he'd probably still be a texan and and their team would probably be good and people wouldn't be playing to just not get hurt right now so i think there is an aspect and this is this what else do you have to play for or look forward to as a houston texan uh this this the rest of this season and and probably the month before this game you've you're just like trying to get to the next week i'd imagine they had this circled at the least as something to like get up for any reason to like get up for a game and have it be exciting and not just another take it from someone who was on an 0 and 10 high school football team like that shit was just like okay um by the time we were 0 and 6 0 and 5 it was just like okay here we go again Maybe we can keep it close this time, and and then. But I, I'm looking the the upper deck is twenty nine dollars for this game. The second tier deck is forty three dollars. The lower you can get a row seat. You can get a third row end zone seat for one hundred and thirteen dollars on SeatGeek, and that you wanna, includes you the drive fees. To Houston. Yeah, no I one, do not want to drive to Houston. No one wants to watch these shitty ass teams. But I don't. Th- I mean, like you know, it's been two years since Deshaun was playing for Houston, and and in that time, most of the roster has entirely turned over. And the, I mean, the guys that were there were probably still friends with him on some level. So I don't think it's, you know, I I don't know that it'll be that. I mean, if you've watched this Houston Texans team for the past two months, they don't get motivated for shit. 
They, this is a bad team. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a the stink bowl. That's why tickets are so cheap. Yeah, now that I saw the tickets, maybe 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 they won't be getting up for this game. There's definitely there will be some some bitter fans. I'm sure. I'm positive there will be some. Oh yeah, fans with some distaste, and uh, and and they're gonna make way too big of a deal. First of all, the females that are going to the game. To get more of their fifteen minutes of fame, that is bull. If you though that that is such bullshit. Like like you're not gonna have trauma from some dude and then like go back to like watch the dude play football. Like that is just such a money grab at that point. And I know they're gonna make a huge deal about that on the broadcast, probably. You think there's a feminist protester that runs on the there's, field? Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be something. Yeah, there's there's something staged for sure. Like there's. <laughs> they're, they're cooking. They're cooking something up behind. Roger Goodell scheming something up to get Somebody, some. Somebody's scheming something up. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some some form of a of a story to come out of this that's going to be shoved in our faces. Well, they they are kind of burying this game at one o'clock, but we've talked too much about this. Who gives a fuck anymore? We've just we've just all uncovered the truth that tickets are dirt cheap, and uh, this this game it will be. Start this game will start red zone. This will be the first play on red zone Sunday, and then after I don't know the the midway through the second quarter, I think it'll mix into the full like flour and water. Let's oh, and speaking of which, uh, I touched on last week who the fuck would go to the Steelers panthers game well i'm going to the steelers panthers game next week because someone offered lance face value tickets uh eighty dollars a pop for um the one of the first few rows in the upper deck and you get the city view with the with the seats so you know whatever um we're i'm just going to get wasted with lance and now that he lives across the street from the stadium again it's free parking and a free place to stay and we're just going to get wasted and watch the steelers i'm not i'm not mad about that decision at all and i i don't know what jersey i'm gonna wear but that'll be a decision a conversation for next week i'm wait, wait wait back up I'm sorry, are you debating Panthers jersey or Steelers jersey? No, no, no. Which Steelers jersey? Oh, okay, thank God. Yeah, All right. no, no. But when the when the home openers Browns Panthers, I bought a Panthers shirt on the street corner. Okay. And I had the Steelers shirt on, and everyone Everyone in their Panthers and Browns booed the fuck out of me, and I was just giving them all the birds and counting uh, six on my fingers for six rings. And uh, – and everyone in the in the tailgate area fucking was not a fan of me. Uh, I went to a uh, Minnesota Twins Cleveland Indians game once a few years ago and wore fucking pirate shit, and people were so mad at me. I'm like, bro, it's it's fucking baseball. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, you're the one watching a baseball game. Like, don't get mad at me. Like, what? It's like, Jokes what do you on care? you? You care about baseball? Just couldn't believe. It. I'm like, I'm like, we're not even rivals in this sport. We both suck equally. Yeah, people, they take it way too seriously. The apparel you have to these games. I wore, I wore a Cleveland Indian shirt to a Browns game because I had no Browns gear, obviously. And the Browns fans were giving me shit that it was the wrong Cleveland team the whole game. I'm like, guys, it's still Cleveland. Just let it go. Uh, well, yeah, they don't know how to be fans in Cleveland. Um, moving on. <laughs> I think we'll keep it short here. The uh, two two big wide receiver names on the IR list is Allen Robinson, P- Penn Stater. I forget. Someone refresh me. What? How did he hurt himself? Uh, he had an ankle injury. I mean, he had season-ending surgery this week. He's done. He missed the Chiefs game with what was deemed an ankle injury, but the injury is actually to his foot. Mm. Had season-ending injury on his foot. Well, yeah, Alan, poor, poor Alan Robinson. As soon as he comes to the Rams, Matt Stafford just turns into a statue and can't can't move the football. And they've got no run game. And and he's he's going to be one of the most underlooked players in in NFL history. I think. Like, 
highest potential ceiling if he was in the right situation, and he never was. Uh, he is 29 years old, so probably not too many years left for Allen Robinson in the league. Especially a little bit of a injury history now piling up with him. Definitely the one of the biggest disappointments of the season for me. I was pumped mm-hmm. when he went there, pumped to finally see him in a in a good offense that was going to utilize him, and it just caught up in the disaster that was the was the L.A. Rams season. But hopefully next year. Um, oh, they are you know, fucked. Stafford and no, Chuck the Rams are, are fucked back to health for like. Well, at least I'd... at least from a producing offensive numbers for him next year. But yeah, I mean they don't have picks, they don't have money. We'll see. We'll see uh, what they can pull off, but they definitely sold out for that Super Bowl. At least yeah, they got, they got the Super Bowl. So, uh, I w- I think uh, the Rams fans kind of dry up there. There's a there's a they're going to turn into more like the Chargers fan base here if they aren't winning constantly. Let's move on to the team he came from, which is the absolute shit Chicago Bears. They are playing the Green Bay Packers this week without Darnell Mooney, who is on the IR. Uh, what He had a knee, I think. ACL? Darnell Mooney? I thought he was ankle. But that was uh, an ankle as well. He's done, he's done well, for the season That one too. was actually an ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess it all falls on Chase Claypool now. <laughs> he's, he's the number one guy in Chicago with uh, Byron Pringle. And let me look up Justin Fields. He is not on the injury report. Yeah, from everything I'm, I've heard, he's going to be back this week. Hmm. Fields looks good to go. Disappointing season for Mooney coming off that 1,000-yard year last year. Um, you know, it's tough to, tough to put up numbers in an offense where you're getting seven completions a game. But the Bears, you know, if they can bolster up that offense next year and Fields continues to kind of take that leap with a healthy Claypool and Mooney, maybe they can take a take a jump forward. But I don't know what they're, you know, with the with the limited passing numbers. You know, Fields is obviously putting up huge fantasy numbers, but a lot of that is is rushing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what their what their ceiling next year looks like mm-hmm. as fantasy people. Yeah, I think the blueprint for them has to basically be what the Philadelphia Eagles did. You know, we saw flashes from Jalen Hurts, but there wasn't much there. And then they went out, they made some big additions offensively, defensively, and build a game plan around them. All of a sudden, the Eagles are worth a damn. They need they need to build up the trenches because they've got playmakers now at wide receiver, running back, and obviously quarterback. So they they need to get pressure on the opposing quarterback and protect Justin Fields. And then Justin Fields needs to develop uh, more of a pocket presence. Let's move on. Well, we're bringing back heating pad or ice pack after, I think, a two-week hiatus here. We've got a few names on the list. Let's Let's start with Justin Fields at – a home against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what do we got for Justin Fields? I'll go last. I'm a I'm a heating pad here. Um, he was rolling before. I think he'll continue. Uh, Packers kind of stink. Don't know what their quarterback situation. I mean, it sounds like Rodgers is gonna go, but we don't know how effective he'll be and how how stinky the Packers will be. So I think uh, Bears are gonna put up some numbers, kind of like they had been. Fields is always going to get you rushing numbers, so I'm a heating for pad. fantasy. Yes. Uh, oh, I said I'd go last. <laughs> that, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I'll go heating pad as well. You know, I I trust Justin Fields, especially his legs. Seems like he's healthy. He's good to go. He's been playing well. He still has targets. You know, as as important as Darnell Mooney was for this offense, he he's not Devonte Adams, right? He's not a game breaker. Losing him shouldn't change too, too much, and and I think Fields can still get it done. And on, on the other side of the ball, Danny already pointed it out, uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's just old. He's 39 years old, old and, and banged up. He's had COVID toe last year, and now this year it's like a shoulder and a finger, the thumb, not the finger, and uh, maybe something else too. So – He's just old and decrepit, but he owns the Bears. I don't think he's – I think he's lost once to the Bears his entire career. 
So he knows that, and he knows that the fans, like his approval rating, if you will, will cliff dive if he loses to the three and seven Bears, three and eight Bears. So I think this is like Aaron Rodgers' Super Bowl and maybe his like gauge of do I need to retire? And all the sharp money is on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I just I just looked it up. Aaron Rodgers is twenty three and five against the Bears wow. with sixty three touchdowns to just ten interceptions on his career. Yeah, so well, that'll be an interesting game. Uh, not really, but there's a game within the game there. Of well, no, it's just interesting to me because I know I'm going to bet on it. Uh, let's move on to running backs. Travis Etienne out last week with a foot injury, that uh, duck foot he's running with, and he uh, is reportedly limited at practice and looks like he's going to play again this week, listed as questionable. I imagine the J- Jags aren't playing for a playoff position. I'd imagine if they're going to play him, his snap count might be limited. If he's on your seasonal roster, you probably don't have a better option than him at like an RB2 spot. It's a tough call if you've got another starting running back on your bench. You might want to consider swapping out ETN on your bench, but monitor him throughout the the weekend. Uh, We will be as well. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. We'll try to give you an, uh, a Saturday Sunday update on ETN. Anybody got a different opinion? I say I say uh, ice pack on ETN, but maybe a sneaky uh, tournament play for DFS. No one's going to be on him this week. I I pretty much agree. I'm an ice pack for DFS, but like your your seasonal fantasy teams definitely play him. Um, sounds like he would have went in back wouldn't would have went back in last week if uh if they needed him, but they were kind of rolling with Hasty, who was looking pretty good. But I think they'll uh think he'll play this week. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna you know change it up a little bit. I'm I'm going heating heating pad for ETN this week. I I think he's a little bit healthier than we're giving him credit for. And you know, Jamichael Hasty, he looked good last week, but that was pretty much all in the receiving game. I mean, running the ball, he couldn't get anything going. And shockingly, even though he's such a great pass catcher, ETN's been doing good work on the ground recently. So I feel like in this game, you know, at Detroit, I think it's going to turn into a little bit of a barn burner. And I feel like ETN's one of the, the biggest stars that they've got on the offense there for Jacksonville. I think he might have a nice game. Play a good matchup being Detroit. Uh, and then to move on to the Miami Dolphins, they have some running back issues. Uh, Jeff Wilson started last weekend and did a pretty good job. They are deep at running back. The uh, Miles Gaskins did not practice. Looks like he's not going to play with an ankle injury. And then Raheem Mostert, limited at practice, will probably uh, carry, split the workload with uh, Jeff Wilson. And I would say I would not play either of these guys uh, ice pack just because they split the carries and they are a uh, pass-heavy team. I think they are they're playing a very good 49ers defense. So I'm going to ice pack Mostert, and I don't think Gaskins is going to play. Yeah, that's an easy one. Ice pack, both of them. Ice pack. The whole, it reminds me of the the Niners backfield before uh, McCaffrey got there, where it was kind of you never knew week to week who was going to get more touches. So I'm just the ice pack on that whole situation. If you if you have to play someone, Wilson's going to be your guy. Yeah, I I mean I'm right there with you guys too. <laughs> San Francisco's defense is one of the best, if not the best, in in the entire NFL and. If you're going to beat them, being that the game's in San Francisco, it's going to be Tua in the passing game. They're not going to do it on the ground against that defense. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey did not practice uh, today, but looks like he's going to do the walkthrough tomorrow, as uh, this blog uh, predicts. 49ers blog. So McCaffrey's probably going to play. Uh, they usually obviously uh, are working him in still. And 
I would say McCaffrey, obviously, obvious play on your seasonal team. Uh, probably stay away from him in DFS with his high price tag, Ice Pack for DFS. Any any quarrels with that, or should we move on? Yeah, so Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers. Been, been a topic of conversation on this pod. Coming off of that high ankle sprain and... You know, looking back at the tape, he did play well on it, but it was as soon as he had to make like a springing jump and really load up on the ankle is when he injured it again in that game two weeks ago. But he is back to questionable and limited at practice. So the Chargers are really, really trying to get him on the field I don't know how that's going to look. I don't I don't like that situation for him like I said like I said last week they should be I know they're trying to claw their way into the playoffs right now but um you know the the guy needs 2 to 4 weeks of rest to to heal that ankle high ankle sprain properly and uh he's a high high risk tier 1 risk of re-injuring it uh, this Sunday, so I would not be touching him, and I do have him in. In uh, I'm playing. I'm playing Taylor this week in <laughs> in fantasy, in which I have Mike Williams, and I I am leaving him on my bench. But I have I have a lot of other options. It's only an eight man league. If you're in a deep league and you're desperate right now, you know he's he's the contrarian play. And uh, what do you got, uh, Danny? It'll, I, I think I would like to think that they would be smart enough to kind of realize, you know, we brought him back too quick. He tweaked it, had to come back out. So, like, uh, like we're probably not going to try, try to rush him back the second time, um, especially if you're trying to make a playoff run. He's somebody you're going to need. So I would think that they, if he is activated, he probably is ready this time. So I, th- I think if he's playing, you can comfortably start him in your seasonal leagues. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does sit out. I, I say he probably sits, but if he plays, I'd be fine playing him in your lineup. It will be six weeks from the original injury, which is adequate kind of time frame. But he re-injured uh, it. But, but definitely. He, yeah, but, you know, I mean, he could have just – I don't know how serious the re-injury he was. Was, yeah, he was I agree. On he, it. I, I agree that – yeah, but I so that's why I say I, I I think he sits this week. But if he does play, I think they probably hopefully would have learned from their mistakes and not try to do the same thing twice. And then uh, Doctor Fred's brought up a good point here. Uh, Jamar Chase coming back off of that hip injury against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, so a huge uh, prime time four o'clock matchup against the Chiefs, Jamar Chase coming back. I mean, if they're if they're bringing him back and reactivating him, putting him on the field, then I'd assume they're giving him his full workload in this game. This isn't a game where you can ease him back in. Like, he's got to be your playmaker to beat the Chiefs. So, and they obviously this is like, this is the game for the Bengals, like how the rest of the season's probably going to go kind of goes on how they play this game so i think jamar chase again way too high of a price tag on dfs i think he is still a top five price tag for the sunday slate so no on on dfs uh except for tournament plays uh sprinkle him in the tournament plays there anybody got anything else on that yeah i mean I, I'm a I'm a heating pad all the way around. Sorry, I didn't no, mean to cut you off there. No, you got to I think, you know, he lit up the Chiefs last year. I think they kind of probably had their eyes on this game the whole time. Um, you know, he, I'm sure he's ready. So I'm a, I'm a heating pad. Jamar Chase, just a freak. He's, he's young. He's going to heal better. Let me say uh, he is the fourth highest costing wide receiver on DraftKings, uh, $700 less than him. So the uh, seventh highest uh, wide receiver is T. Higgins right behind him. So 
I think if you're if you play high volume of DFS, you you would need to do some Burrow Chase lineups and some Burrow Higgins lineups uh, if you're gonna go that route. If you think the Bengals are going to put up points on the Chiefs, which they're capable of, but it also relies on Joe Mixon coming back and running the football against them because. That's going to be the difference maker there. So let me put it that way. If Joe Mixon is back on the field, then Jamar Chase becomes a viable DFS option. Without Joe Mixon, uh, their their passing game is going to be clamped down a little tighter. I don't even I don't even necessarily agree with that. Oh. I think I think Piran's been playing better no, than Mixon uh, this year. My passing game. Yeah, yeah, he's a pass catching running back, P Ryan. But uh, when when Joe Mixon's on the field, I think the defense has to respect that a lot more, and that changes the defensive scheme to open up the receivers. You know, ten plus yards down the field. I think this game's gonna be a shootout, regardless. So, I I like pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason it's America's game of the week, right? We know what these offenses can do. Both of them, they're top two in the NFL pass rate over expectation, pace of play. It should be a very, very fun offensive game to watch. And even if Jamar Chase is is kind of capped on the amount of snaps he's going to get, he's limited, he's still Jamar Chase. He needs one play to make your entire fantasy day. Um, so, you know, the reason he popped into my head was because we were talking about Mike Williams, big, talented guys. And although they're both scary to play individually, I, I think even the bigger way they impact fantasy is if they're active, that's huge for the quarterbacks, right? So for Justin Herbert, for Joe Burrow, if they have these guys in any capacity, even if it's just as a distraction for the defense while they're out there, you know, I think I think it's going to be a good a good thing for the offense as a whole. Eighty-two percent of the bets and seventy-nine percent of the money is on the over in this game. Sharp money on the Bengals, who have moved from a two-and-a-half-point underdog to a one-point underdog in some books. So all the Vegas Vegas thinks the Bengals are going to win this game, and all the six-figure bettors are betting on the Bengals in this game. No chance. That's a, it's a, Give it's me Mahomes. It's a coin flip game. Like, I don't – like – that's, I guess that's why I'm not like uh, swimming in money from sports betting, but it's a stay away game from picking a side. And then I'm definitely now staying away from that over because everybody's taking the over. And that four o'clock game that's supposed to be the over, I feel like that's always the defensive, like conservative game. So maybe, maybe not a good fantasy matchup because everyone's going to be on it. So uh, I changed my mind for a third time. If you're playing tournaments, you're going to stay away from this game. M- maybe a Mahomes-Kelsey uh, duo because that's red hot 90% of the weeks. But, uh, you know, yeah, uh, everyone's taking the over. Everyone's taking these guys in DFS. So if you're a contrarian person, you're going to stay away from this one, and you're going to play the Steelers and Falcons players. Right. It feels like a real easy way to get leverage on the field in a GPP. It's just to say, okay, this game fails. What else is going to happen? Because everybody wants a piece of this game. Uh, There's some disgusting games on the board offensively. Commanders, Giants, Steelers, Falcons, Broncos, Ravens, uh, Jets, Vikings, all disgusting games. games for points in the over so huh, tough week out there let's let's move on to some segments uh we are we're right on pace i it felt like we were running a little long but we're right on schedule here guys so perfect perfect timing let's jump into draw of the week group play of the world cup is wrapping up and i hit my draw for once finally hit a draw maybe the second or third draw of this season i've hit but i'm gonna make it two in two in a row here and i am taking japan and croatia to come to a 90 minute draw in their knockout stage game that game is monday at 10 a.m I'll be working in the pediatric clinic, so hopefully my my kid likes uh, World Cup soccer. He he does like playing with uh, the the ball, like he likes bouncing the ball. So that's what we're gonna do. 
Uh, Danny, what do you got? I got I got the old good old USA. I think we can at least get them to extra time. I feel like this has this has uh, the ultimate heartbreak written all over it. So I feel like we'll we'll probably lose at the very end of extra time. But I I definitely we can definitely compete with the Netherlands. Um, they're certainly not as good of a team as England. So I'd like us to get to get it to extra time. I, I think I'll take the ninety minute draw. USA Netherlands. Holy shit! The Netherlands minus two thirty five to beat USA or oh to to advance. They're minus two thirty five to advance, and they are minus one ten to win in regulation. So so yeah, uh, Vegas kind of is leaning towards a possible uh, draw. Or well, they just know everyone in the United States is going to bet on the United States. So yeah, so the draw was like two thirty. So there probably is value on the Netherlands at minus one ten. But fuck that. That is uh, tyranny if you bet on the Dutch to beat the United States in this soccer match. Uh, if you are going to fade the United States, you, you do what Danny's doing and you take the the 90-minute draw. Nil-nil draw, I think, because our offense is kind of putrid. Oh, our defense has been lights out, though, until they put fucking Shaq Moore in. I don't know what that's been all about, and he's looked terrible. But, uh, yeah, they've given up one goal through three games, and it was yeah. PK. So they're they're keeping they they can't finish but they're they're keeping the other team out overall. Overall, I got no complaints. You know, Bear Halter makes some weird decisions. I don't know where the fuck Gio Reyna has been, right. but you can't can't really argue with results. Uh, so was uh, z- zero zero is seven to one. Ninety minutes zero zero seven to one. Been a wild. It's been the, the craziest World Cup I can. Remember. No, the one uh, the one with France and the headbutt. That one was pretty wild. Oh, I mean, as far as like upsets and like, yeah, I'm pretty sure group games. Digs with the second. Nope, that was hold. There's holding. Fuck, Fred's. You, do you what do you got on uh, the football? Yeah, so you know, soccer, Danny. I want to take a moment just to say thank you for making me sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to soccer. You know, I'm a, I'm a weekly listener of this of this podcast, um, and all of your takes on the U.S. men's national team. All of a sudden, when the World Cup came up this year, and I'm talking, I know the names. You know, Christian Pulisic and Zimmerman and Tyler Adams. All these things. That's I'm just quoting you to people that actually care about soccer. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you for your rants. I listened to all of them. They were beautiful. Um, this, this way, you know, for my draw of the week, I'm going France and Poland. Um, I don't know what the score is going to be, but, but I know that neither one of these has an alpha mentality. I don't, I don't strike, neither one of them strikes me as a nation that's just going to go out there and, and just end it. So whether it's one, one, two, two, three, three, I don't care. I just feel like they're, they're just going to tie in, in regulation because that sounds about right for France and Poland. So that's my take with no soccer knowledge other than what I've passively absorbed from Danny. Fourteen dollars would win you a hundred on that. That's yeah. That's a that's a that's a bold one. But if it hits, if it hits, you're you're the you're the best guess we've ever spicy. had. Sorry, uh, twenty three dollars <laughs> wins you a hundred. I was close on my gambling math. Plus four, plus four fifty draw. That's not. As, yeah, I figured it'd be a little. Not too bad. For draws, I that's think huge. Po- I that's don't know. Yeah, you're lucky. Poland's got to. Yeah, Poland's got to keep a. I th- I think the lower scoring that game is, the the more the better chance of the draw you have. If France starts pouring them in, Poland's not going to be able to keep up. Uh, yet so we have. I still have Argentina at five to one, and I have USA to make the quarterfinals at like. Four to four to one. So I think I still have those two alive, and I've lost uh, all my others. No fuck! Oh fuck! Josh Allen fumbled. I have hit my USA to advance. I put. I checked my uh, my account. I I I thought I had a hundred bucks on the game. I had a hundred fifty bucks on it. So and it was it was a uh, plus one ten. So I got a made a little quick one hundred sixty five there. The uh, Brazil to advance, the one that I said, or the Brazil to win the group, the one that I said was free money, 
that uh, while not mathematically official yet, tomorrow that will be official. So, well, tomorrow as of recording has not ha- it has not happened yet as a, as we're recording. I don't know when you're uploading uh, this. tonight. But so my uh, my world my World Cup props are looking looking real good so far. That's enough for World Cup talk. Um, what does that bring us to? Crazy gambling, I believe. No, <laughs> no, not 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 quite yet. Not quite yet. Don't you jump the gun. It's it's time. It's the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. And uh, another another tough week. Tough week coming off the. Wait, were the Bucks off the bye? Was that this? I know that was your joke last week. Bye? Remember Brittany Griner? Uh, yeah, that's that's. I just connected the dots that they lost off the bye. Well, we got a we got a solid game from think Carl about, Nassib. Think about all the things you've done since we've recorded this podcast last, and Brittany Griner's just been breaking rocks with a pickaxe this entire time <laughs> and eating breadcrumbs. <laughs> oh man, all that's, for a uh, week, Ben. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh or be like they were like sad. It's a terrible thing, but <laughs> there's clearly quali- no, quality. Yeah, there's nothing we can Definitely, do about yeah. it. I wish I could. What do you want us to do? Go over to Russia and bust her out like fucking Stranger Things? Uh. <laughs> So definitely, uh, definitely loses some points here for for somehow losing to the Browns off of a bye. That makes it even sound so much worse. But got to go back to my boy Carl Nassib. Had a solid game, three tackles, tackle for loss, half a sack. He's out there performing. LGBTQIA plus the player Bucks of the week fucked me out of a huge five to one parlay. I I par I did like a four team money line parlay. Uh, Eagles, 49ers, uh, Bucks, and do- uh, Dolphins, and um, came to like five to one. And uh, the Bucks just just handed that game to the Browns on a silver platter. And I should have known Jacoby Brissett was going to win his last game uh, as a starter, but I I really thought the Bucks were about to go on a little little tear, but didn't happen. Uh, at least I'm not in Russian uh, concentration camp. So now it is time for the greasy gambling picks. And Danny, let's start with a quick, a quick review of the Jack Casino sports book that just opened up in Cleveland. Yeah, it looks uh, looks like shit in the pictures. Nice. I, I, it did look like well, even like the early stuff that you could see while they were like renovating it it looked like it was going to be very underwhelming it's not technically opened up it's i mean it's it's revealed but it's not like there no one's working it or that nothing in it is functioning because obviously the the betting doesn't start until january 1st but yeah it looks uh looks wild it's uh it's it's big got a lot you know they got the table games they got they, they got uh they got everything down there so we got lots of screens lots of lots of space right by the bar uh, I mean, I mean, it's your typical sports book in a in a casino, but it's uh, just real nice looking. Yeah, I was impressed. It's trouble, is what it is. <laughs> I need to start working more. It's, oh yeah, definitely. Tr- that's what I told Steve. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm like moving moving farther away soon. So, well, for don't need to be here spending my money every. Yeah, week. I think that's the least of your worries. Of why moving away is good, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's the app. The app will get you. I don't know if I've ever took. So when I was in grad school in Pennsylvania for for two years, roughly, and you know, obviously betting was legal and it's legal in Pennsylvania. And uh, take take a guess at my wagered. No, you know what? I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Maybe that's an off-air conversation. <laughs> uh, let's get into the picks. <laughs> Um, uh, don't need to get that greasy on, uh, on, uh, yeah. So, uh, let, let's keep it moving. Mm, you know what? Jimmy's never texted me his picks cause he's a little bitch and probably just scared of going zero and three again or one and two. No, he sent, he sent oh. his picks in the, uh, in the group chat. Damn. Ah, he's going against me again three weeks in a row. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, he he still deserves to be shitted on. <laughs> me and Jim on just an absolute cold streak here. Jim, Jim, Jim has fallen harder than me though. That's two back to back. Oh, yeah. Three, Jimmy it? went from like 
five games above 500 to now two games below 500. And uh, this week looks pretty disgusting again. So let's just get Jimmy's shitty picks out of the way. He is going with the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson. Cover the spread. Minus seven on the road. Uh, you know what? Whatever. That could happen. That that could be a blowout, but I don't see Deshaun Watson. You know what? Houston first half money line it might be the play because – you just every team starts out slow in December. Every quarterback looks a little rough around the edges in September, uh, especially the ones that haven't played the preseason. This guy hasn't played the preseason times twenty. <laughs> so uh, no, it'd be time. It'd be like times five. But whatever. Uh, you get what I'm saying. So my my extra bonus pick that I'll put on Twitter at Return to Play Pod is Houston Texans' first half money line. That should be around like plus 150-ish. But he has the Browns minus seven. And then he has the Minnesota Vikings minus three at home against the New York Jets. I actually don't mind this pick because it's it's 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins coming off of a primetime loss. I think that's a really good return on investment. Once he comes back, first game back after the primetime shitting, he usually does really well at 1 p.m. And the Jets, Mike White had his had his uh, like I told you, I told you, Mike White's good for one win. He's good for one good game, and then and then Mike White's going to turn back into because he beat the Bengals last year in New York. Then I think he went on the road the next week and got fuck you know fucked on. So. I don't mind the I don't mind that Minnesota pick and then his lock of the week is the Chicago Bears plus 3 at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh we've we've already covered this game at the top of the show. Yeah, I don't I don't like that pick and the sharp money is on Green Bay. Yeah, I, I like the Vikings pick but that Bears pick is just gross. I puked a little bit in my mouth. And I'll get you. I'll get you some good picks here. Oh, you, you got more shit on. <laughs> yeah, you. just a little bit. Uh, I think the Bears are kind of playing for a draft pick. I think the team knows they need a good draft pick. To, to... Yeah. Well, and that gives that the, that gives Pittsburgh a good draft pick too. So you guys, you guys keep on doing what you're doing. Much much appreciated on this side. Yeah, go for it. But uh, let me give you let me give you the the picks that are going to end my cold streak here. Um, I got the Giants. I'm locking in the Giants plus two and a half. I think uh, they're the better team, and they're at home. So I don't know how they're an underdog in this game. I know the Washington Football Commanders. They're kind of on a little little hot streak here, but it's been bad teams, and I'm not convinced. So I love the Giants here. Then I got some uh, some crazy college football conference championship games here. Um, Ohio plus three to win the MAC. I really like Ohio here. I think they've definitely been the better team throughout the year. Um, their quarterback Curtis Rourke, who was playing phenomenal, looked great. Went down, and I believe that's why Ohio is probably the underdog here. But the you know the backup came in. I don't remember his name, but he came in, looked okay. They were rolling with him. Um, looks, he looks like he's a little bit better of a runner, probably brings a, a more of a dynamic to the offense, something Toledo's not going to be ready for and have film on. So I like Ohio. I like Ohio to, to win that outright plus three, but, uh, I like, I like that one. And then the other one, Fresno, this is not what I want to happen. Um, I've always been a big Boise guy. I loved watching those great Boise teams when I was a little kid, but, uh, Jake Hayner, Fresno state quarterback. He is the truth. He's back healthy. Uh, past five or six games, I think he's been back, and they've been rolling. Been been a completely different team with him in there. So, I think uh, I think Fresno has a good chance of winning that one outright. I like the Ohio pick. I I would have made that my lock if I were you, but that's okay. I'll go. I'll go next, and we'll let the guest finish the show. I am going with the Giants plus two and a half as a regular pick, not my lock of the week. I I think it's a divisional game. You're getting the home team with the points in a divisional game, and they have uh, a, a more solid team 
than and a, and I think a better coaching scheme than than Rivera. But the the Commanders are hot, and I think that hot streak kind of comes to a close here in the, in a divisional game. And that division always comes down to the last couple weeks of the season. And for that to happen, I think the Giants would have to uh, get the dub here. Uh, if Commanders win, I think they take they take command of that uh, wild card spot in the NFC. So staying with the NFC, I'm going against Jimmy's uh, lock again this week. And uh, I had this pick before he he told me his. Uh, it's the Green Bay Packers minus three. Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. I think uh, Dr. Taylor said five losses in his career in his like what? Uh, 15 yeah, and and one of those he broke his collarbone yeah. on the first drive of the game but it counted as a start so we're not going to hold that against him so he's he's uh 29 and five or something with an asterisk on the five so yeah give me the packers i think aaron Rodgers is uh he he knows it's all on the line here this week he's got to win this game or he's gonna be uh shitted on by uh the state of minnesota wisconsin but <laughs> One of those states up there. Those two states are the same state. Luke Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. Give me your ten second thoughts. I on think that. he's very scary for the for us as a Penn State. Brilliant, brilliant yeah. hire. Bro, I, I'm sad. I'm sad that I was part of me hoped as since he goes to the Big Twelve that he would kind of be it. like I love Luke Fickle. I mean, this is way more than five seconds. <laughs> Fantastic hire, Badgers. That was the best you could have He's a guy done. that knows how to get the most out of the talent he acquires, and now you can amplify that on the Big Ten stage. And the Big Ten is growing exponentially. So uh, Wisconsin's, a, I would say, a premier program of the Big Ten. They're one of the top third teams typically in and out. And, and yeah, that's scary for uh, Penn State, who was always a half a notch above Wisconsin. And now I think they could, they could scoot above us a little bit. But he is fucking himself by, uh, unlike Deshaun Watson, he's fucking himself by limiting his recruiting radius to 300 miles from Madison. So that seems stupid. I get his, I get the point of it, uh, but. I think to compete with, you know, an incoming USC, UCLA, and then Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, you got to recruit the whole nation. Uh, but they're going to have a great offensive line. We'll, we'll know that for sure. Uh, they're going to have the the farm bred hosses on the line. And yeah, now I think uh, Penn State's going to make the playoffs now every year and get their asses torn out by an SEC team. In the in one of the first uh, playoff games, so that'll be fun to watch in in uh, mid December around Christmas time. We can have a mild heart attack of uh, or high blood pressure, just high, not a heart attack. Just James Franklin gives me high blood pressure, yeah, hypertensive urgency. Yeah. Uh, any any thoughts on the Big Ten, Taylor? <laughs> no, no, you got you guys nailed it. I'm I'm proud of us. It was a little we, bit. We didn't talk too much Steelers or Nittany lines today. I thought that would be the first 20 minutes of the podcast, but we let that one slide. So you're welcome to fans of any team in the world that isn't the Steelers and Nittany lines. Well, since you're here, I think basically our only other listener is Lance, who is also a Steelers fan and uh, could care less though about about Penn State or college football in general. But uh, I think Georgia's going to win national championship this year handedly. I don't think anyone else is close to them competitively. But you never know in that final final game. But I think the first game of the final four, Georgia's going to shit on any. I well, we we talked about it before we recorded. USC, I think, is the toughest matchup for Georgia solely on speed and uh, their quarterback's mobility gives Georgia the toughest look for their defense. So uh, I'm hoping USC um, beats Utah because I never took the Georgia future. So I'm hoping for a USC win here this weekend. But without further – oh, I never said my lock. That's a gross, gross, <laughs> it's a gross thing to root for. I'm, I'm definitely all Utah. I think 
Blake Blake Corum being out, I think, is a dagger to Michigan. The the they'll probably still be able to beat TCU, but yeah, Georgia's probably got it wrapped up again. So speaking of TCU, perfect segue, Danny. My lock of the week is not TCU, but the under the Big Twelve championship game under sixty one and a half points. Sharp money is on this under. The line's already moved down a point from where it opened at. And, you know, when you think Big 12 football, you think points, points, points. (laughs) This is a more conservative matchup uh, on Saturday night here. Or midday. It's the early game Saturday. So, yeah. God, Saturday is beautiful. USA soccer leading right into college championship football, leading into UFC and more championship football and UFC, the main event, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson from Simpsonville, South Carolina, just 30 minutes south of Spartanburg. His walkout song is Wonderboy from Tenacious D, so he's obviously one of my favorite fighters, fighting a very tough Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, probably going to win this fight, but Stephen Thompson's been an underdog in almost every fight leading up to this main event feature for him. So we're pulling for Wonder Boy this Saturday night. And I think that wraps up my pick. So now we go to our guest, Dr. Adonis. All right. So, you know, first of all, before we wrap things up here, thank you guys for having me. This has been a lot of fun. I've made it to the big time. I feel very important. Hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> she is not listening. I'm going to send her. Don't worry. She'll does she listen to any podcast? I don't. She does not know what a podcast is, yeah. but I will be sending this to her. Um, you know, and, and I'm also, I told Steve this earlier, but I am adding this guest appearance of this podcast to my CV that I send out professionally. So this is a big deal for me. Um, as far as my, my gambling picks, you know, for my first pick, uh, I'm, I'm taking the over in the Jacksonville at Detroit game. Now, the over's high, right? It's one of the highest ones. It's, it's 51 and a half. I don't care. Because at Detroit, these games often just explode. Detroit plays way better offensively at home. Jacksonville's been getting it together. Trevor Lawrence, you know, has been playing actually fantastic football here recently. And, and these two teams, they're the 31st and 32nd ranked defenses against the pass. And that's how you score. That's how you go fast. It just seems like that contrarian play of a game if you want to avoid the Kansas City Bengals. Um, and so I, I think it's going I think it's going to explode. Um, second pick, I'm, I'm going – I'm actually agreeing with Jimmy here. Not a Browns fan, but I will take the Browns to cover at Houston. It's, it's minus seven, but Houston can't score. Houston is awful. They've been awful for a long time, but they're particularly awful this year. Um, I feel like the Browns have multiple ways to win this game. They could just give it to Chubb every play, and they should win by 20. And on the opposite side of that, if, if they don't want to, if they want to show off their shiny new toy in Deshaun Watson, I feel like he could just pick them apart. So I feel like the Browns are just going to roll over them, and it's going to be one of those games that, that the Browns don't have to do much to win by seven. They could probably score 17 points and still cover. Um, as far as my lock of the week, I'm, I'm going Denver at Baltimore, and I'm taking the under. The under's 39 and a half, but I don't care that it's low. These teams are just horrible. Um, Russell Wilson has been putrid. Um, he's, he's basically playing himself out of a hall of fame birth at this point. And he's $245 million down the drain. I'm surprised half the team even went to his birthday party. And, and now on top of it, the Ravens have not looked good. It's, it's been painful to watch their offense. And not only has Lamar been dealing with this hip injury, but now he popped up as a new injury on the practice report. He's got some issue with his quad now. That's a midweek injury. If Lamar doesn't play, he's the only good thing about this offense. They're dropping every ball. They have no pass catcher. And on top of it, Denver's defense is fantastic. It's the only thing that you can actually watch um, in that stadium. But I just I feel like that game, if it was 29 and a half, I'd probably still take the under because I do not see how either one of these teams is scoring. I'm locking it in. That's all I've got for you. I, I, well, I 
Browns pick scary, but the uh, your total picks, your your over and under. I do like those. I would be worried that the Denver defense has given up on the the <laughs> year, but I think the Denver defense is actually playing for pride now like we're so good we're keeping this shitty quarterback in our games and i think you know that the team knows it the the league knows it they're the number one defense in the league overall i think dvoa and then the 32nd offense in the league uh on offense which is a crazy crazy stat uh, because there was no quarterback injury running back injury yes so i like the picks Taylor ran out of the room. I don't know where he's at or what he's doing, but I'm going to end the episode here so he can listen back to this later. Thanks for coming down and visiting. Gave me a nice bottle of bourbon and uh, Jameson cold brew coffee for a nice little housewarming gift. Appreciate that. Appreciate him coming down. We're going to watch some football and soccer and, UFC this weekend and we're gonna enjoy the nice weather down here as well uh Danny what are you up to this weekend first to Danny you muted oh shit here I am <laughs> yeah watching uh watching some sports ball I don't go back to work until Wednesday so got a uh just pretty much all sports all weekend I have tomorrow off which is beautiful and then, then uh, the rest of the month looking sketchy. Might be driving back up to Ohio for Christmas. Kind of on the fence about it. Don't know if I'm going to be able to get any time off from the fucking nursing homes because we're like, it's Eval City over here. And I'm the only evaluating occupational therapist. And things are kind of a shit show over there on that end but that's all right that's life and no matter what you're doing this weekend i know you're going to be watching some sports uh we actually you know what i've I, fuck man i forgot i was gonna bring it up during world cup talk i am so sorry to all of our belgium listeners belgium is there's more listeners or there's been more podcast downloads in belgium than salem ohio <laughs> Who the hell is in Belgium? No one I know. There's not a soul I know that lives in Belgium. Uh, so I don't know who out there in Belgium is listening to us, but God, I love you. God bless you. God bless your waffles. And uh, I, I am so sorry that you're out of the World Cup. I love De Bruyne. And I, Lukaku is going to have nightmares. Oh, about Lukaku is on the sideline so crying. So many chances to score. Oh, the I, ball I hit him in the dick. All yeah. he had to do was fuck the ball yes. into the six inches into the goal, and he he couldn't. Oh, never fucked with six inches. Yeah. That's a no, fantastic player, fantastic career, and that is that is a horrible, horrible was, end to the to the Belgium golden generation. I was generation really pulling run. for Belgium there. Uh, they've said they might play. This group might play again in the Euros, and I'd imagine they'd want. They, they don't want that to be their last game that they all play, play together. Oh, yeah. You need a little redemption after that. But that's a that's a, that's a game that will stick with you and ruin your confidence for a while. I'm going to make Belgium a keyword search for uh, this episode. Uh, shout out to the Belgium listeners. We love you. Keep on listening to Bonjour. our – Yes. I don't, yeah, I don't know any Belgium words. <laughs> I don't know what the word is for the Belgium language. There is. I don't think there is a Belgian language. I think they speak like French and German, and I think it's like a, a mesh of whatever countries they're near. Dutch, maybe. Maybe they speak a little uh, Dutch, Dutch too. I don't know. Yeah, Dutch, French, and German are the three official languages of Belgium. Look at me. Let's fucking Good go. Uh, yes. The yeah, but well, so USA is playing the Dutch. So I'm assuming Belgium is fans of the Dutch. So uh, it's on this week, bitch. Bring it. Probably, probably, why would they be fans they of the Dutch? Dutch? They probably hate the Dutch. Yeah, we speak English. I we don't, don't like yeah, the UK. They... Oh, you're right. <laughs> no, wasn't that the Austin Powers 3 joke with Goldmember? We, oh, no. No, they were British and I, I they hated know. the Dutch. 
Oh, we just lost all of our Belgium listeners. Fuck, we fucked it up. We had a few Belgium listeners now. They fucked They hate it. Listen, find us on Twitter at Return to Play Pod and let us know who you are listening to us in Belgium. God damn it. That's just me with my VPN. <laughs> that is actually, yeah. Uh, that's what Teresa said. Teresa's like, I bet it's Fred's listening with a, a Belgium <laughs> VPN. And I said, you're probably right, but I'm going to like to think that there's someone in oh, Belgium. Oh, yeah, no, huge fan base in Belgium. Like I said, there's more people there than our my hometown listening to this. So, uh, okay. We we dragged that on as long as, as, long as could be. We're at, we're at exactly uh, 60 ish minutes so uh exactly yeah well i i don't know once it gets to an hour then it just says an hour (laughs) it doesn't tell me the time (laughs) so uh no matter what country you're in but especially if you're in belgium oh that ruins the outro line i can't say stay healthy america and belgium (laughs) yeah there you go well no because we've got uh united arab emirates and stay safe everyone yeah stay safe the earth <laughs> no it's stay healthy <laughs> you don't know your he, no you off. fucked me up the, he, he fucked me up on that uh he put he incepted me into saying that it's one two three stay healthy the, the universe <laughs> i hope the whole universe stays stays uh with I hope the black hole doesn't get us um anytime soon. It's out there. It's coming for us eventually. We're going to be su- all sucked up in a black hole. So until then we'll keep enjoying football. All right. We're we're done. We'll see you next week. Bye.